the podcast of which I have forgotten the name. Um, but you listened to the last episode because what are you listening to episode 92 in the middle? No, you're not. So there's a book. I'm reading it. It's 92. That's the page number. Okay, here we go. So he stopped and turned to Reich. Tell me exactly what you want, he said, leaning against the side of the great sun-warmed stone. Do you want to kill him? Or you, do you just want to have him gone? Eyes still red around the edges, Reich hunched under the question, putting his hands in his pockets. He went, a ho- he went gone a whole two span about a year ago. The faint ghost of a smile flickered on the boy's smudged face. That was a good time, just me and Ma and Tess. It was like my birthday every day when I woke up and he weren't there. I never knew my Ma could sing. The boy went quiet again. I thought he'd fallen somewhere drunk and finally broke his neck. The smile was gone now. Reich rubbed his eyes, then spat into the grass. Turns out he just traded off a mess of furs for drinking money. He'd been off in his trapping shack, all stupor drunk for half a month. Reich took his hands out of his pockets, then didn't seem to know what to do with them, and put them back. He shook his head. No, if he was just gone, I'd never sleep again for worry he'd come back. Reich was quiet for a bit. No, he said, more firmly this time. No, if he, if he goes, I know that he won't stay away. And that's the page. I'm Amrita. I'm RJ. I'm John. And this is the narrow pod between pages. Pages. I remember that. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The book is called One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish (laughs) by Dr. Seuss. No. Go ahead, John. Sorry. No, like this 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 feeling of like you know the thing that that is just the the bane of your existence like having a reprieve from that and like having like just the 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 lightness or like the the easing of that burden you know yeah. you wake up and feel like it's your birthday every day like that is that's so evocative to me right here absolutely um, Super but then, relatable. but then it comes back, and it's all the worse because it was back, right? And like, you know, he and and in this particular instance, it's not just that he was gone, but he was gone, and he like squandered an entire, you know, like chunk of this family's wealth just like selfishly on himself. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I count myself so fortunate that I've never had to deal with with anybody in my family like being being that you know selfish and like like actually like spending all the family's money on stupid things just for themselves but like i i can sort of conceptually understand how how much of a betrayal that is well and also um it just yeah it also just really pulls at my heart the whole thing i mean the fact that he has to think about this um, and that this is his reality. Yeah, it's a very sad page. I felt sad reading it. 
And it, it struck me that when you're a kid um, this young, you sort of don't really know how things work, um, or at least you don't want to have to think about that. And you just assume that, um, you know, there's food on the table, there's money in the, uh, I don't know, in the bank or whatever. You don't think about it. And to have a situation like this uh, forces this kid to think uh, about all these things. And I imagine that for the two weeks that his dad wasn't there, I don't know, maybe thought that, you know, something magical happened and now things are nice again and his mom is singing. And then it was a sharp turn back to reality and he had to once again just be a lot older than his years and you know yeah and and the fact that he doesn't have an expectation but wouldn't be surprised if his dad fell drunk and and broke his neck as he said finally broke his neck as if he's just he's probably seen his right. dad fall over or you know been tripping or yeah. hurt himself hurt his mom all the time cuz he's drunk so and yeah. he's like wished wished that mm, one of those falls would just be the last one and oof yeah yeah it's not it's not any good and yeah he's just off off trapping animals and skinning them and getting drunk that sounds like me in skyrim or red dead redemption <laughs> when i'm bored i'm just like go kill an animal sell it get some beer and go worn out back in the wilderness and drink because I don't know. I can't, I'm not doing that in real life. I think I've Video games are doing the things, doing the things that you don't do in real life. Yeah, exactly. Like having but, yeah, money, but having grown up in the nineties, like RJ, as we know, like if you do that in the video games, then eventually you're going to do it in real life too. And that's why we need to ban all of the violent video games. Of course, of course. We on this podcast do not endorse video games. They are wrong and bad and should be banned. No, we, nor do we endorse <laughs> violence or entertainment, really. Or drinking of any kind. Or drinking of any kind. Yeah, in fact, really, we don't endorse that. Well, it's honestly. such a slippery slope. Once you start yeah. drinking any liquid, it's bound to to end in alcoholism. Turn on your dehumidifier <laughs> now and just get it out. Just stand right, right in front just... of it and just pull all the water out of yourself. <laughs> Return it to the earth. We're out of water. It is selfish for you to continue drinking water. Return it to the How... earth. Return it to the earth. How dare interns, you, really? As interns, we have not drunk any water for years. At this point. That's right. We we do we do the the bath thing that like doesn't doesn't really satisfy like oh yeah a shadow a shadow of a bottle of water on the wall and we just lick the the slightly you know moist walls in the basement of Omathai Manor. Thank you, John, for bringing that up because I noticed that yesterday and forgot about it. But that was a beautiful sentence on yesterday's page. I'm licking the stalactites that are growing down here in the basement of Omathai Manor, where we all live, where we're all right. chained. Yeah, we don't even get a bar graph bed. We're all just chained to the wall. Like in Tennis for the Wheel. Bed? I've never seen a bed. <laughs> okay, do we have anything else on the page, actually? <laughs> no. Uh, um, well, I just, I, I want to note that um, it might have been mentioned before, but it stands out that, you know, he it's, it's him and his mom and his sister. So 
I think he definitely feels protective, whether it's an older or a younger sister. Right. Um, having a sibling, I think, kind of adds to his want to protect and want to be to to be anything other than what his dad is. For sure. This is the point in the book when Reich suddenly becomes an extremely sympathetic character. Yeah. Uh, you know, before this, everything that Bast said about Reich was sort of negative, and yeah. we thought. I mean, before we read The Lightning Tree, we thought uh, he's just a bad kid, but now it turns on its head and there's, you want to give him a hug. There's quite a bit of this yeah. book left, too. Yeah. I mean, yep. All right, well, half. let's let's uh, let's go and get some more of that uh, book read. I mean, tomorrow we read will. Itself. <laughs> tomorrow we'll read. We'll, we'll, we'll wake again from our from our restless half slumber chained yes. to these cold damp walls uh, on another uh, narrow page. 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 I'm page. so thirsty.